Well, hello and welcome to bonus content here at World Gone Good. My name is Steve and you have just... Ju- See, this is bonus content because it's shit that I fuck up. You have just lucked out because with me right now, and it's so perfect, you can't get more Merry Christmas than someone named Mary. Hello, Mary Weiss. Hello, Steve Silverman. How are you? I'm good. Well, you've got some Christmas in your name with silver, silver bells. Silver man. Yeah, I know. I was at college. These jerks I live with, uh, we're, oh, we go silver balls. Yeah, really classy, guys. Thanks for staying classy. Yeah, those boys. Now, we're recording this a little bit early, but this is going to air Christmas week. And yeah. um, I, we just, Jim and I just secret Santa'd eight of our neighbors. Oh, my stuff. Um, yeah. If you live closer, you might have been one of them. We, um, uh, I like to go to Williams-Sonoma. Yeah. Uh, three and four and five weeks after Christmas. I highly oh. recommend this. Oh, no. I used to go to Sur La Table. After. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, because you get the discounts. Yeah, yeah. So I had a whole bin out in the garage of all this stuff <laughs> and I cracked into it. We got out all these recycled bags that we needed to get rid of wrote cards and we just drove around about an uh, hour ago and dropped off. It was really fun. And and we had to time some of it because one of our neighbors, he was outside. I had to wait for him to go to his car and then <laughs> <laughs> run up the stairs and then run back down. <laughs> and we saw, we saw one of our neighbors actually come out and pick up the gift. We were pulling away and we were like kind of giggling about it. So it was just kind of fun to just do something really holiday and just get it going early. I mean, it's it's uh, it's Thanksgiving week right now that you and I are recording. But anyone yep. listening right now, this is Christmas week, and mm-hmm. I decided something extra bonus fun would be a good Christmas story. And I knew exactly who I knew to contact to get one, and that is you, Miss Mary. Yes, we did Christmas up big when I was a kid. Yeah, how many yeah. brothers and sisters? Uh, well, there's five kids, um, and you know, I it just extended family. And my mom was uh, my mom did the community theater in my hometown. I'm from a small hometown, a small town north of Chicago. Actually, the name of my town is Wakanda. <laughs> nice. Yes. So when um, Black Panther came out, suddenly, um, like. Uh, the police station and town hall would get these crank calls from people where they'd call and they'd yell Wakanda forever. And they hang up. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but I am yeah, from a, a really lovely little small town. And uh, you know, my mom had, she ran the community theater. She had a lot of friends. So, you know, as you will hear Christmas was more than just family, but you know, we had quite an extended family with grandparents and stuff. And then eventually, you know, nieces, nephews, it, whoo, could be quite something. Well, I'm going to let you take it away because this is your Christmas story and this is World Gone Goods present to all our listeners. Mary, the floor is yours. Ah, uh, Johnny Mathis, the best Christmas album ever. I hear that jangle of sleigh bells, the trill of violin strings that sound like falling snow, and I am taken back to the Christmas of my childhood, when everything was simpler and more magical. Crackling fires, hot cocoa, and Santa. My mother loved Christmas. It was her favorite holiday, and being the director of our local community theater, she knew how to pull out all the stops to make it an extravaganza. 
It all started with the tree, fresh cut balsam pine that reached to the ceiling, filling the house with incredible smells. My mother did not believe in fake anything at Christmas, hence the real tree, real wreath on the door, and real pine garlands topping every available surface in the house. The mantle, the sideboards woven through the banister, I mean, anything was fair game for greens. Unfortunately, my mother did not believe in vacuuming, so God forbid you forget to wear shoes and run the risk of being impaled by a dried pine needle. Now, the lights were my dad's department, and it would take him all night. We knew to leave him alone, so he would disappear in and out of the branches for hours, cussing a blue streak, his dry Rob Roy never far away. Eventually, he would emerge, tipsy but triumphant, with enough lights to blind us all. The ornaments were carefully placed according to my mother's system, small ones at the top, big ones at the bottom, Every sad little school project ornament of string, paper mache, and glitter we had ever made was preserved and hung proudly for years, long past the point of being recognizable as an ornament. Tinsel was applied one sticky, pain-in-the-ass strand at a time. We would sit for hours painstakingly stringing homemade popcorn and cranberries together with needle and thread to make colorful garlands while sipping endless cups of hot cocoa as reward for our labors. Christmas Eve, we would feast on our traditional dinner of hot ham sandwiches, followed by scads of homemade cookies. We would gather in front of a blazing fire with the tree twinkling like Times Square behind us, as a gentle snow would fall outside. We'd hang our stockings on the mantle and then sit and sing carols. Yes, we actually sang carols. Then it was off to be nestled all snug in our beds, whispering about what Santa might bring before drifting off to sleep to the sounds of Johnny Mathis on the hi-fi. Now, we are a Christmas morning family. None of this opening presents on Christmas Eve crap. The only gifts under the tree on Christmas Eve were for family friends or the mailman. It wasn't worth a shake to see what was inside. Oh, no, no. Christmas Eve was all about building the tension, you know, setting the stage for Santa. My mother delighted in the theatricality of her big reveal. When we would race down the stairs on Christmas morning to a tree overflowing with gifts, and I do mean overflowing across the room and out into the hall, my mom didn't know when to stop when it came to buying gifts, never quite grasping the idea of quality over quantity. And she was never one to plan ahead, so she waited until Christmas Eve to wrap all the presents. Now, you knew you were truly a grown-up, and the magic of Christmas was gone forever when you were enlisted to help with the mad wrapping frenzy, which, for me, happened at the tender age of 14. Now, I know that seems a little old, but you have to understand the power of my mother's Christmas magic. I mean, it was a drug. It was hypnotic. You wanted to believe. But behind all the tinsel and lights was utter chaos and a woman out of control. By then, my mother had grandchildren, so her buying compulsion was in full swing, and she needed as many hands as possible. 
So there I was with the rest of the grown-ups, jacked up on cocoa and Christmas cookies, as we spent the night taping and cutting and tying bows and frantically searching for the gifts my mother had purchased the previous July, but had hidden so well they would not be found until the following July. We ran out of tape, and we used my dad's electrical. We ran out of paper, and we used anything we could find, though tinfoil was the backup of choice and widely known as the Weiss family wrapping paper. My father stayed out of all of this, though from time to time he'd be called upon to assemble some ridiculously intricate toy, which was not made any easier by the tumbler of holiday cheer that never left his hand. Now, my mom was also a writer, and she did a local column for our hometown paper for over 30 years. So, every gift got a personal little tag. To a cute little redhead from a darling little Santa. For my brilliant daughter from her genius mother. To a kooky little elf from the Christmas Easter Bunny. They were ridiculous and delightful, as was my mother. Invariably, I would reach into a bag and pull out one of my own presents, sending my mother into a fit of hysterics. Oh, no, 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 don't look. Put it down. Go in the other room. God damn it. You weren't supposed to see that. Just go, go. I would retreat to the TV room to watch the 100th showing of It's a Wonderful Life as my mother would wrap my gift, muttering to herself in disappointment. I would call out from my exile, I didn't see anything. I swear it's fine. Soon enough, I was allowed back in, and the madness would continue. At some point, my mother's panic would read, reach a, a fever pitch, and she would yell out to no one in particular, Oh, Merry Goddamn Christmas! Eventually, I was released, only to collapse into bed, no sugar plum fairies dancing in my exhausted head. Morning came all too soon, and while I still waited at the top of the stairs with the excited little kids for Dad to give the okay... It just wasn't the same. I knew what was down there already, what everyone was getting, and what silly tag would be read out loud for everyone to hear. I was one of Santa's helpers now, part of the backstage crew. I knew how it all worked, so I never quite saw it the same way again. But before all that, before 14 and adulthood, there was still the magic my mother created. Christmas Day... Once the gifts had all been opened, became a blur of snacking and napping and playing with new toys until dinner, when we all sat down to a feast of ham, scalloped potatoes, rolls, maybe something green, our glasses would be filled with sparkly drinks, and a toast would be made by an elder male expressing gratitude for family and friends and abundance. The meal would be loud and funny, and as a kid, all you ever wanted was to be sitting at the adult's table. Dishes would be cleared, coffee and cookies brought out, and the doorbell would begin ringing as my parents' friends would fill our house to overflowing. Games were played, carols sung, and cocktails imbibed until finally we were all shooed off to bed. Exhausted but happy from a day fueled by endless sweets, overstimulation, and adrenaline, we would drift off to the sound of Johnny Mathis, barely heard above the laughter. Repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat, repeat the sounding joy. Merry goddamn Christmas, everyone. And to all, a good night. And from me, Steve, here at World Gone Good, to all of you listening... 
a very happy, happy, healthy, and good holiday.